Ladies and gents, boys and girls, children of all ages, <laughs> everybody know, man, today's episode, ah, brought you in part by one of the greatest podcast duos of all time. We got an action-packed sports episode for you guys today, man, and uh, yeah, you know, you might hate us, you might love us, but either way. It's our job to come on here and speak the word, the good word, the good ghetto gospel. But I'm old Fonga Deli Jones, a.k.a. Uncle Slow Jams, in your house. It's your boy, Air Fun Setting. We're back with another episode. Yes, another episode. We do this every week. I thought you should be used to it. Another episode of Basement Friday Podcast. Make sure you check us out on all streaming services. And if you want to see us guys in person, look no further than YouTube. I mean, interact with us. We do not bite. But without further ado, as you can see, <laughs> this guy in the background, we're going to get to him later. <laughs> we're going to get to him later. But first, we got to get to our five-minute rant. Oh, boy. So I've been hearing about the Raiders as that, a Raiders that, fan. That's not like- that's not gonna be. That's not gonna be the five minute round. We we cover that. We're, I'm a, I'm gonna go in depth on that. We ain't gonna do that for the five minutes. I'm gonna speak my piece as a fan. I'm gonna speak my piece. But go on, bro. If you wanna crack your jokes, be my guest. I'm gonna say the best. I'm gonna say the best for that. Matter of fact, when we done the five minute rant, I can go ahead knock somebody out one side. You feel know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna save it. You know, I'm I'm gonna save it when it's time. As you can see, it's a pretty sports. It's a pretty sports theme episode. A lot's been going on in the sports realm. But as for the five-minute rant, we're going to take a break from sports. Okay, so I believe it was last week. Mm-hmm. The internet went down. Not the whole internet, but Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, all of them websites went down. The only thing that survived was Twitter, which in my opinion... In my opinion, it's the greatest website of all of them. So just like everybody else does, every time that happens, what? This this website, the websites go down like every 1st and 15th. You know, everybody just ends up running the Twitter just to see what happens. And then Twitter went down for like five minutes. I want to know, I want to know your opinion. What, what happened during those six hours for you? I'm not going to lie, I was at work. So I didn't really like I, I didn't really pay attention that like social media was really down. Like I didn't really I didn't really like feel no type of way. Like I might have got on my phone probably like once, maybe twice, and then just like I was like, oh, Instagram is down. Oh well, back to work. <laughs> I guess I guess you gotta do my job now. So yeah, Same. man. So it, it, it's like, you know, some people live too much on social media. So when Instagram went down and Everybody was in a frenzy. Like everybody was like, oh, like I can't believe Instagram went down. Like, cause everybody, you got remember, Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp is all ran through the same thing. So if one go down, most of the time they all go down at the same time. So if you was if you was freaking out when Instagram went down, I, that's how I get that Instagram is some people money. I understand that, but for the people that just sit on Instagram all day and do nothing. If y'all was mad that Instagram went down, this is how you know you need to get a life. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's funny because, you know, I was, I was talking to my younger sisters, and you know how the younger generation just lives on the internet. Facts. You know, it's people from my generation who do too, but nobody like, what, what a Gen Z? Nobody not- like Gen Z lives on the internet. So I remember talking to my sister. She said, what am I going to do with no internet? I, I can't believe this. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's called having a life, you know? You know, you get outside, get some fresh air, you know, go hula hoop, you know, talk to your friends. And she just can't believe that there was life before the internet. I said, you want to take a trip to the 90s? Because <laughs> I, I, I could show you what it was like before all this technology came out and a little bit in the 2000s, but shout out to everybody in the 90s. But Man, what you got for your five minute? What you got? Before I speak my piece, I'm a piggyback on what Matt Aaron said. We had this thing called dial up internet. Oh where boy. Your parent where you couldn't be on the phone and be on the computer at the same time. So we had to learn how to go outside and have fun. 
Sorry, kids. That's just how old we are. You remember that sound? <laughs> Everybody remember AOL America Online. Everybody remember AOL, though, man. But, yeah. <laughs> so we had to go out and enjoy the luxury of life. Yeah. Anyway, ladies and gents, boys and girls, you guys are going to hit right here. So DK Publishing is back in the lab once again. Uh, we do have a, a new book coming out. Um, probably sometime, probably going to be released around probably early November or just sometime in November. It might be at the end of the month. Um, right now, what we got, what we got going on is um, we're just wrapping up a few pages. Um, we got to get the formatting and then we got to get the cover and stuff done. And then after that, it'll be released paperback and ebook. Don't got the price yet. It ain't going to be that expensive because, you know, but yeah, it's a, the next book right now. just got the title. The, t- the title is Street Poetry. So definitely be on the look, but definitely be on the lookout for that. You know, like this I said, man, a full fledged author, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we release everything independently around here. So DK Publishing <laughs> is on the week. We on the work. Hey, here. hey, call this man Funkadelic Hemingway. <laughs> uh, I'm Funkadelic. I'm Funkadelic <laughs> Hughes out here. <laughs> but you know, the library, that's me. <laughs> Nah, man, but yeah, we got some, some good stuff in the works. We got some stuff in the works, though. So that's the next project that's going to be out, Street Poetry. Um, yeah, I, I probably got a couple more pieces to put in the book. And once you wrap it up, get it formatted and get the cover and everything. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have it dropped on Amazon. So, you know, definitely, you guys, make sure y'all stay in tune for that. All my readers, all my poets, you know what I mean? I'm really just, I'm just really shining the light, though, on, like, stuff we see every day in the streets, you know what I mean? Just kind of that voice, that voice of the streets, whether it's, it's a mix of different stuff in there. So, you know, you guys definitely, it's aimed strictly for the, this ain't a romance thing, none of that. It's aimed strictly for the streets on this one. Hey. Day to day day for the streets, man. Like You said, y'all had y'all time. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Day to day. It's for the streets. <laughs> this is for the streets right here, man. We we gonna we gonna get it for the streets. We gonna get it for the streets. It's gonna be some uh, some personal stuff in there. But uh, yeah, you know it's it's, it's it is it's it's gonna be it's gonna be something. Though. Put a lot of work in this one. <laughs> nah, definitely, man. Hey, big stuff coming. Funkadelic yeah. Hemingway. There you go. <laughs> Funkadelic Hughes. <laughs> Langston Jones. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's not the pen name right Jones. there. Not Langston Jones. Langston Jones. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, you better trademark that, man. That's how dope, though. Langston Jones. <laughs> Langston Jones. <laughs> you man got the suit. What's your name? You know, my name is Fuckadelic Jones, but. When it comes to the book, when it comes to the poetry, call me Langston Jones. I'm part. I'm part of the DMV Renaissance. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, you gotta have the black shades with it too. You gotta pull them down, Langston Jones. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I like it though, man. I ain't gonna say that man name though, man. You know, he, he a legend, man. I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna do that man like that. Nah, they, you know, they mess with me, copyright stuff, <laughs> sir. Mr. Funkadelic. Langston uh, Jones, this sounds familiar. <laughs> hey, this this sounds familiar. I'm like, my middle name, Langston. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Amy. Nah, man, but before we get into this very sports-dominant episode today, this, this quick segment is brought to you in part by Twitter. Now, this is something that's been going on on Twitter. And with Aaron, you being a Twitter guy, Twitter being your expertise, Twitter being your domain, your home, your home base. Love it. Can somebody please explain to me who the hell came up with the red flags? Aaron, go. 
You know, it's one of those things that we had back in the day. You remember when we was in high school and uh-huh. we did the arrows, like yeah. 15 arrows pointing one direction, like when someone opens the door for you and says, thank you. Or like when someone smiles at me, like you remember Oomph, uh, one of my followers, it's, it's one of those things. So Twitter, apparently we didn't circle back to high school and we just started this situation with the flags. I don't know who started it, but guys, how old are you? How old are you? You know, I expect my younger sister to know how to do this stuff, but you guys, come on, man. Like, man, I've I've seen so many different ones. I've seen so many. It'd be like, it'd be relationship jobs. It'd be, I'd be like, bro, I'm I'm gonna ask. I I feel because again, Twitter is Aaron's domain. That's his main home base of operations. Always on Twitter. What are some red flags? What's some red flags, man, for me? I, I think uh, that's a vague situation, you know. We we yeah. could go with just red flags in life, you know. We got, <laughs> we, we got a lot of time on the show. You know, <laughs> when you hold the door for somebody and they don't say thank you, you got yeah. grabbed by the collar, drag them back out the door because apparently they ain't learned their manners. That's a red flag right there. You know? That's a red flag right there. You know? Hey, look, when you when, when you driving... And somebody merge over in your lane and they put in on a signal, that's a red flag right there. I could have hit you. You endangering everybody on the road. Nice. That's, that's something I could come up on the top of the head. What, what you got for red flags? Red flags, first of all, number one, someone who just naturally rude. Mm-hmm. Like somebody who just rude all the time. I'm talking about rude all. Their time. 24-7. Like, and then to, to put more on that, ladies, you walk around with an attitude and thinking it's cute, red flag. <laughs> red flag to the team. Flag I don't know who the hell, I don't know who the hell hyped y'all up or gassed y'all up. Red flag. All right. That's be number one. Fellas. You, you have your money right here or you doing this, red flag. Red flag. Red flag. Because people that get money don't show it. Red flag. You know, it was funny about the red flags is that why Twitter is one of my favorite websites. Because mm-hmm. let's say you were dating somebody, right? And they had mm-hmm. a Twitter. You, you just scroll their whole profile. Just scroll their whole timeline. And, and just look for something right there because the thing about people is they're going to tell on themselves. You know, they tell you one thing, then you go on Twitter and see something that they said, see something that they said, and you're like, yeah, that's a red flag. Apparently, this ain't going to work out. You like John, pineapple on your pizza? Can't work oh, that's out. Red, oh, that's red, red flag, the that's biggest flag. flag on the play. Red flag. You can unsportsmanlike conduct. You can... <laughs> You can't throw you get thrown off for targeting. Nah, nah. The taste buds banned. Nah, nah. You can find you can find about fifteen thousand everything. Uh, uh-uh. find out one piece of red flag. You ain't eating in my house. <laughs> red flag. Red flag. Red flag. Somebody who always complain about work. Red flag. Red yeah, flag. that is true. That is true. Red flag. Like you, like we all don't like work, but the fact that you complain about it, red flag. Flag. I hate my you job. Know. You hate every job you worked at? I don't think it's a job. I think it's you. <laughs> Red flag. A girl that a girl that's super flirty, but then be trying to talk to trying to talk to you. Red flag. Red flag. Red flag. Red flag. Was you just hugging up with Slim over there? Red flag. Red flag. Red flag. Mm. Hell to the no. Uh-uh. Absolutely not. So life is full of red flags. Life is full of red flags, man. You know, them making like them making them making us trying to uh, get vaccinated. Red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. The, the whole Biden administration, red flag, red flag. Red flag. <laughs> we can go, we can do this all day long. All right, but that ain't even a part of the show. Now it's time for the real 
part of the show. And we're going to go ahead and kick it off first. Since Aaron brought it up earlier, I told him to save it. And now I get to fire, now I get to fire the first shots here. But I'm going to let Aaron speak on it. So recently in the news, Raiders head coach, John Gruden, had to get his walking papers. Because... <laughs> And me being a Raiders fan, listen, me being a Raiders fan, it literally shortened <laughs> the timeline he wanted to get rid of this dude. Like, they hired him for 10 years, 100, it was like 100 million. I, I was like, I ain't going to lie to you, I didn't want to do for the whole 10 years. But, I mean, he gone in three. I said, well, I guess, I guess time got cut short. Anyway, but for John Gruden, he got fired because of the simple fact that, first of all, he got fired for somebody else. I'm sorry. So, basically, the NFL was investigating the Washington football team. What a coincidence. <laughs> what a coincidence. The Washington football team. They were, they were investigating the Washington football team. So, the general – I think the he was the general manager or I, – yeah, I think he was the general manager. The general manager was emailing – John Gruden through the company account. Red flag. <laughs> Red flag. Flag on the play. First of all, you emailing him through the company account. So they got John Gruden saying all type of like racist slurs and homophobic homophobic things in that email. So it's kind of like you got caught up for something that ah, you know what I mean? Like, I bet you John Groove right now probably like, hey, Bruce, remember the emails? Bro, from back in 2010. Right? Remember? Remember in 2010, we were talking about it, and then you shot me an email. In tw- Bruce. Bruce, they got me, Bruce. <laughs> Ladies so, and gentlemen, we got him. So, I'm going to get Aaron's take before a Raider fan go ahead and do his his work and do his damage. Brother Aaron, the floor is all yours, man. It's just timing. (laughs) It's just (laughs) the timing. (laughs) If you see last week's episode, (laughs) this is not looking good (laughs) to be a Raiders fan. (laughs) (sighs) <laughs> I can't even get through this. First, first the Raiders lose, right? And then you lose your coach. <laughs> hey, man, fuck it down. You can never live in this down. <laughs> uh, hey, look, this is going down in Washington football team history, and this has nothing to do <laughs> with the Washington football team. This is something you expect from Washington, not the Raiders, not, not across the country. Oh, man, but John Gruden, why? Why would you, you know, it's just the timing. The timing is bad. You know, you, you, you got to pick up yourself up from off the ground and then you get knocked back down. And now you look at this and it's like, who's going to want you to coach, you know, especially in this culture where it's PC and this, you know, tolerant culture and a woke culture. You're out as a racist. You're out as someone who's homophobic. And now how are you going to get a job? What you going to coach for a little league team? Wait till the moms find out. <laughs> oh, man, that it's just bad timing. I heard to say it like that. John Gruden. You might as well be blackballed, you know. Then again, you might have a friend in the industry, but I don't know if they in the industry anymore. Let me clear my throat on this one. <laughs> we already lost two weeks in a row. First to the Chargers, then we got our ass blown out by the Bears. Then this news break. John Gruden wants to be homophobic. He was speaking homophobic and racist slurs back in 2011, chatting it up with his good buddy over with the Washington football team. 
how I feel about it, it's about goddamn time John Gruden got his ass about it. I didn't like John Gruden in the first place. Never did. When they signed him to 10 years, 100 million, I thought that was the stupidest thing ever. This man came in and got rid of two of our best weapons. One of the dumbest things ever. First of all, with owners, I don't get why y'all why y'all continue to do this. Because everybody remember what happened to Donald uh, Sterling, the Clippers owner, who made all them racist comments. Half your team is black. John Gruden, you've been coaching for I don't know how long. Half your team, like you, you won a championship with the Bucks. They already kicked this man. Everything associated with what he did with the Bucks, they already got rid of him. They kicked him out of the Ringo Hall of Fame, everything. But again. Your team back then was black. Even Keyshawn Johnson came out and was like, said, I, I never liked dude from the jump. That was years ago. And it's like you always wanted to coach. So the Raiders brought you back. And you were speaking racism. Now, you brought your boy Mike Mayock on the staff with you. Mike may I supposed to be this scouting expert. Even Mike was probably looking at you like, hey, I ain't care you say them things back in the day. Mike Mayock still got his job. You don't. So, and then on top of that, you want, first of all, we live in a world today where you know how important the LBGT community is. You know how sensitive these things are to people. I hate to mention to you, but the Raiders have a defensive lineman by the name of Carl Nesbitt who just came out as a gay football player. This man just came out probably before the season started. And he got to find out that his coach is homophobic. It's a sad, sad world here. But you know what? Well, you know what? What hurts my heart even more? What's that? It ain't. About, it ain't about John Gruden getting fired. Because honestly, me personally, my brother, I'm glad you're about it. Now, Mark Davis, Al Davis' son, and the Raiders' owner, let old Fongadella speak to you. When something goes down, you being an owner. Everybody's going to look at you. You don't go and give the most Negro answer ever because now it looks like you're hiding something. Stephen A. said it, and I kind of agree with him. This man, Mark Davis, they said, like they asked him about the situation. This man said no comment. I let the NFL handle the situation. It kind of looked like you basically said, I only fired him. And I'm, I'm taking Stephen A.'s word because Stephen A. kind of, he said he said what everybody else didn't want to say. What everybody else he he basically said it for everybody. He made like Mark Davis basically said, "I only fired him because the NFL made me fire him. I was going to keep him." With your with your statement, that's basically what you were saying. Is hey, I would hey the, the NFL made me get rid of him. I I I, I wasn't going. I was going to keep him. So it's kind of like you was supporting. So you being an owner, the moment this story had broke, you should have been the first one that had said something. Not just say, like, oh, we may have turned our resignation levels. No, you should have been the first one. You should have been like, we don't condone that. We don't conduct that kind of talk. That would not be tolerating this. Well, you should have came out flat out the gate and said and just and tried to smooth the situation over. You basically said. No comment. I let I let the NFL handle it. Not good luck. Not good luck. Oh man. So this is going to be an interesting segue because we go from one loss to another loss. Now, uh, okay, so. You see in the background. Okay, it's time for Tyson to come up on the screen because Tyson Fury 
you guys should have seen the boxing match by now. This shouldn't be a spoiler, but just in case, I don't care. We're going to tell you. Tyson Fury beat Deontay Wilder in the trilogy of their final match. And what happened was this match was actually a, a good boxing match. You know, a lot of people were saying it's not up there with Ali and Frazier. You know, it's not up there with a lot of fights that were, you know, done by the greats in boxing history. But they said it's in the same caliber. I don't know if you got a chance to see the match, but I would honestly say I don't watch that much boxing. To be honest, the only time I watch boxing is when these two guys go at it with Floyd Mayweather just collecting the paycheck. That's the only time I watch boxing. But for me looking at this match, I was like, this is a really good boxing match. And for me, honestly, I was hoping that, you know, Deontay Wilder get his redemption, but, you know, the best man won. So a little backstory for the people seeing the match. Uh, this happened... This happened last Saturday. So, you know, we get to the match and then Deontay Wilder get knocked down. Then Tyson Fury get knocked down. Both of them going back and forth getting knocked down. So we're going towards the 11th round. And both men, I guess, both men are tired. But Deontay Wilder is starting to show a little bit more, but he still has that heart. So him still having that heart, he just throwing. But unfortunately for him, Tyson Fury still had more gas in the tank and came out your victor. So this match, what are your opinions on it? Just hand down a rundown. What, what do you think about the closing of this trilogy? Now, am I surprised? No, I'm not. I'm, am I surprised that Deontay Wilder lost? No, I'm not. Because everybody wanted to see Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua. But Anthony Joshua just lost a couple of weeks ago, too. Now, however, though, here's where here's where the, the issue is Deontay Wilder. One of the all-time greats, and rest in peace to him, Kimbo Slice. Kimbo Slice was a street fighter. That's it. So when he went to the MMA, he didn't succeed. Why? Because he had no technique. These dudes knew how to like grapple, submission, all these things. Kimbo's Kimbo Slice was a bona fide street fighter. So it's been said about Deontay Wilder, and it's true. Deontay Wilder can't box. All he is is just raw power. After a while, he's gonna he's gonna gas out. He's gonna gas out after a while. Cause like He's no, he has knockout power. I'll give him that. But if he's not knocking nobody out, his, his, the match is already it's, it's over for him. Because, man, he's, he's used to knocking people out. But if he's not if, – if you, if you take this man to the distance, all that power, he's done. The thing about Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury actually can box. He has technique. He actually can box. So am I surprised that Deontay Wilder lost? No. And the way the trilogy went is like, no. It's not. So only thing I would say with Deontay Wilder is chin up. You're supposed to be the bronze, the brown bomber or bronze bomber, whichever one it is. You, you gotta you you gotta get more, you gotta get more technique than just knocking people out. And that's a good skill to have. But you got to get more technique than knocking people out. You know, that's almost like Brock, that's almost like Brock Lesnar when he was in USC and UFC. Like he didn't have that much technique when he first started. He would just he just used to knock people out. Yep. That's all he used to do was knock people out. But and that's why he lost to somebody who probably who had technique. Because it's easy to, if all you got is just raw power, it's like anybody can counter that with the right technique. So, so with Tyson Fury, like Tyson Fury can like, ah, I'm gonna just gas him off. Like he throwing you, like you throwing these wild haymakers, but that, that yeah. takes a lot. That takes a lot of power out you, out you, 
to try to throw a haymaker, to try to throw uppercut. That takes power. So when you when you gassed out because you trying to throw all haymakers, they already got you, bro. They already got you 100%. Like, I'm just being real. You got to learn how to box. Yeah. Like, you- actually box. Not just going in, sign of the bell, knock somebody out, you good to go. No. That's not going to cut it all the time. Yeah, it just looked like throughout the whole match from round one to round 11, it looked like Tyson Fury was conserving his battery and Deontay was running his battery down. Mm-hmm. So this was like an interesting view, like once you watch it back, because I, I was just looking, you know, while you were talking, I was looking at the scorecard and the first time they faced off, it was a tie. And then the second and third time they faced off, Tyson Fury came out the victor. So a lot of people don't want to admit that Tyson Fury is the better boxer, but he is. And I agree with what you said. You know, the same thing with Kimbo Slice. I think Deontay Wilder is in that class, you know, where you just have all this raw power, but no technique. So once you go swinging wild and eventually you get tired, you got nothing left. Like, he was getting tired in the fifth round. We were almost halfway through, and Tyson Fury started to, you know, he was tired too, but he kind of caught on. He kind of realized, okay, I need to take a step back. I need to conserve my energy, conserve my power, because it looks like this fat, this looks like this fight is going to go a couple more rounds. So I need to conserve that. And evidence was there, you know. Tyson Fury came out uh, and the better man won. And recently we just seen in the news that after four or five days, Deontay Wilder finally came out and congratulated Tyson Fury. So that's how you close out a chapter. Now, I may not watch too much boxing, but when you look at, when you look at the greats and, you know, maybe we'll put Deontay Wilder up there one day, maybe, you know, but when you look at the greats, you look at like the Roy Joneses of the world. Roy Jones had skills. You look at Mike Tyson. Even at 50 years old, I wouldn't even fight Mike Tyson. Yeah. I wouldn't fight Mike Tyson at 50. I wouldn't. You remember that Mike, video? Yeah, because first of all, Mike, Mike has technique. Mike is still, like, even though Mike was Mike a heavyweight, he's only 5'10", he was short as ever. But Mike had technique, though. You look at one of the great, you look at the greatest boxer of all time, Muhammad Ali. You can watch any clip from Muhammad Ali back in the day. This man had technique. This man's technique was on a, on a whole different level of technique. Like from, from the footwork, from defense. Like this, if this man, if this man can make someone, if somebody throws five punches and he don't get hit at all, and still got time to taunt you, that's a different type of skill. This man defense, like smoking Joe. Joe Frazier had power, but Joe Frazier had technique too. So that's what I said. Deontay, it's not, it's not too late for you. Like you can still be one of the great heavyweights. You can. Because you like he like what six, seven, bro. You got power. You got height. You got reach. And you got power. You got to follow that up with some technique, though. Like, you got to follow that up with some technique. Otherwise, if you can't knock somebody out in the first or second round and it comes to a decision, you're going to lose a lot of fights. Because just like look, just like Aaron said, like, yeah, like, you can sit there and, like, Tyson, you know, I hit him, hit him a couple of times, hit him a couple of times. You're like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm let this I'm gonna let this fight play out. I'm gonna let it keep playing out. Let that Jones reach like the seventh, eighth round. And you say it was gas in the fifth. Yep. You get he gas in the fifth. If you gas in the fifth, but the fight is over. Cause you still got like what? I think you still got like twelve. You still got seven rounds to go. If you not much, not much water in the world won't get you back to full full energy. It's not gonna happen. Especially if you out there throwing haymakers, a lot one haymaker is, it takes a lot it takes a lot just to throw. So 
That's what I'm saying, bro. You need to learn how to box, bro. You need to learn how to box, box. Not go out there street fight, knock, knock a dude out, and that's it. No. You got to learn how to box. Footwork, like, head technique, defense, everything. Because, like I said, you don't knock somebody out in the first or second round, and it goes to the fifth and the sixth and the seventh round, you're going to lose a lot of fights, boss. I'm just be all real with you. Absolutely. And, and it's one of those things to where you got to go back to the drawing board. You know, everyone yeah. talks about Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder, how Deontay Wilder is going to do this, then the third. And they were in this kind of triangle. Like it was him, it was Fury, and it was Joshua. So everybody was like, who could be who? Who's going to face who on what date? But then that's when Anthony Joshua went south and started fighting some other people. And they said he was ducking Deontay. And then that's when Tyson Fury stepped up to the plate. So now it's looking like, okay, now that the world has seen that Tyson Fury has bested Deontay Wilder twice, you know, what are we going to say about Anthony Joshua? Does it damage his career? Uh, I don't think so. You know, even the greatest have lost matches. Muhammad Ali got upset. You know, he had an upset match. It happens to the best of us. So... All I have to say about this is there's still room in the Hall of Fame for Deontay Wilder. No doubt in my mind that Tyson Fury is going in there, but it's back to the drawing board, you know? Yeah, I agree. 100%. Like, you, you can't win it all. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like I said, I'm not the biggest boxing fan. I don't think Floyd Mayweather should be undefeated. Because Floyd Mayweather is a defense fighter. Like, you watch Floyd Mayweather fights, he doesn't really throw so many punches. He's all defense. A smart fighter. I'd, I'd say, he's hey. Smart. He's smart. I don't think he should be undefeated, personally. But, hey, he undefeated. He kept it moving. Simple as that. He retired undefeated. He's smart for doing that. Because you already know, the longer you keep going, you're bound to lose to somebody that's younger than you. You know what I mean? It don't matter how good of a shape, like, like Mike Tyson. Like, we, I go back to Mike. Mike is 50. Mike Tyson looked like he could still go toe-to-toe with somebody, but let Mike Tyson go against somebody in their prime right now, like a Tyson Fury or like a Deontay Wilder. Well, I, he might, like Mike might be Deontay Wilder, but let Mike go against somebody who kind of got more technique, a little bit faster. You like Mike, one of the, one of the all-time greats, but it's kind of like, that's when you got to be like, all right, it's time to hang it up. Yeah, that Buster Douglas upset, you know, was still fresh in people's minds. But, you know, you come back from that and you make it happen. That's what Mike Tyson did. But, you know, he 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 could still he got a chance you know he could get back up you know shout out to his family also his wife was in the audience and a lot of people were really proud because he had a lot of heart in the match so I think as a boxer that's all that matters you know as long as you get back off the campus and keep boxing it's no shame in that the thing about the thing about like sports like sports like boxing even like UFC you always gonna run to somebody better than you. yep. Like, you always going to run into somebody better than you. And then with those type of sports, you all, like, like people, their training is a lot different. Their training, like, their training is a lot different compared to somebody that's going to the NFL and to the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Like, they train. I'm talking about they train, like, hitting the heavy bag, like, practice dugging, like, like practicing grappling in the UFC, like, them, them little Superman knee kicks. and Like, they practice that stuff. So, yeah, like, their trainers are a lot different. So that's why, like, Deontay is back to the drawing board. Like, just get back in the gym and really spar and really, like, learn the technique. Like, literally, like, learn, you know, if somebody hit you here, hit, like, learn counters or something. Yeah. Like, you, you, like, you got to learn. You gotta, it's just back to the drawing board. Yeah. You know who else retired undefeated? The daughter of the greatest. Lady Ali. I just, I just want to get that quick mm. shout out there. But 
<laughs> we gonna we gonna talk about this sports. We gonna keep this sports train rolling. We gonna talk about Kyrie Irving, our boy, Brooklyn Nets. Apparently, you know he's 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 not getting vaccinated. He's not getting a shot, and he's been banned from playing. And at this moment, it's been said in the news that's causing him around three hundred to four hundred thousand dollars per game that he's missing out. And he won't be allowed to play until he, you know, he gets it, until he gets the shot. So he's holding his ground. He's standing firm. He's like, uh-uh, I, I, I will actually want to stand for something. A lot of people kind of relying, relaying this to Colin Kaepernick in a kind of way. I don't know. But I want to get your opinion on what, what you think this situation is going. Do you think he's in the right? He's in the wrong? What say you, Funkadelic? First of all, you know, I was watching first tape when they was talking about it. And I'm just going to sum up what they said in just the shortest way possible. No one takes Kyrie Irving serious. Now, what I mean by that is this. This is not the first time Kyrie Irving has been in the news crying about something. When he was in Boston, he was crying. He kept crying about playing time. Leave me alone. I just want to play. Now he's saying, now with this vaccine, he's talking about I'm the voice of the voiceless. Kyrie, at this point, be quiet. Go <laughs> sit like, go sit down somewhere. Like, I get, now the one thing I would say to him is I respect it when he say, with the vaccine, is your body is your choice. I understand it. You know what I mean? Because like him, again, I don't trust the vaccine. I don't trust it at all. 100%. Do you do I think you should force people to, to get it? No. I don't think you should. But then again, it's like, like I said before, if your money is on the line, and if like Kyrie, if they start finding you, mind you, it's 82 games in a season. If they keep finding you over and over and over again until you get the shot, that's a lot of money you're about to lose. In one season. And they were talking about some Kyrie was uh, retiring. They was like, it's like basically, again, this is this is what the vaccine is doing. It's strong on the people. So it's basically like, oh, if you don't get the vaccine, Kyrie, you gotta retire. Kyrie's like, I'm not retired. Like they're trying to force this man to retire just because he don't want to get the shot. Now, granted, and Yet again, it's the same thing said about Kyrie, and I agree. Kyrie, you're being a distraction to the team. Yet again, when you was in Boston, you was a distraction to the team. Yet again, you left, they started winning. You was a you were a distracting team. You put job, you kind of helped put this super team together. James Harden and KD is rolling on. You, on the other hand, are being a distraction. To the team. So it's like at this point, Kyrie either get the shot or just sit out for the whole season. Simple. Either get the shot or just go to the front office and say, I'm going to sit out this whole season. Because even when they were talking about Colin Kaepernick, like they said, at least with Colin Kaepernick, you knew where he stand. Kyrie Irving is just like, bro, you, you just, you on social media crying again, bro. So at this point, Kyrie, either two, you got two choices before I spend my man earn. Either get the vaccine, either get the shot, or just go to the front office and be like, look, do what y'all want with me. I whatever, whatever decision y'all make, I will understand. But and from the way I look at it, I don't trust the vaccine. I'm not getting vaccinated. So I'm out of shit out for the whole season. So uh, I know Draymond Green was saying the same thing uh, about one of his teammates uh, when they try to make him uh, choose. And actually, a lot of basketball players came out uh, and said, hey, uh, I'm just not getting it. I'm not sure about it. And I think some of them can't think of the names right now, but some of them said, OK, I just want to ask a couple of questions and their questions weren't really answered. So. I guess it looks like there's some kind of uh, voice being said in the NFL, not sh- not the NFL, the NBA, 
you know, where these players are becoming more outspoken and saying, you know, I'm actually putting my foot down. As far as this Kyrie Irving situation, um, I, I don't know. You know, there's been a lot of people who say they weren't going to get it, they end up getting it. So in those aspects, it seems like more of a publicity stunt. Do you think that's along the lines of Kyrie Irving, you know, where it's a publicity stunt? I don't think I don't think it's a publicity stunt. I just think it's Kyrie Irving being Kyrie Irving, just crying <laughs> again about something about a simple problem that you can that you can fix. That's what I personally think. I also think the fact that, you know, I, I'm not I'm not sure about the rule. They said they had all uh the teammates across all of the teams in the in the NBA had to go get it and they had people like LeBron, they had a lot of, you know, captains, so to speak, go ahead and push it forward. And uh, I just think, you know, looking at this, I'm not sure, I'm sure you know Kyrie Irving's history better than I do, but uh, how long do you think he will actually hold out? Like, do you think he's going all the way or you just think he's, uh, until the money well runs dry, so to speak? Put it, put it like this. The NBA season has started. I think it's, it starts next week. Mm-hmm. So, not gonna lie, he will he will probably be back. He'll probably go get the shot and probably be back within. I want to say, probably he probably not even gonna shot a month because he's gonna want to play, and if like, you can't play without that shot, he's gonna go get that shot regardless. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day. So it's like, remember, people look up to Kyrie Irving as a superstar in this league. So right. you set the tone, or you're supposed to, because you got somebody like LeBron. If LeBron was, was going through all this, then everybody, then it will be a big thing because it's like, LeBron, you're the face of the league. Like, people look up to you. If you don't get vaccinated, a lot of other people not going to get vaccinated. So you got LeBron, and LeBron just be like, yeah, all right, if I got vaccinated to play, I'm going to just get vaccinated to play. So you already know a lot of people are going to follow suit because LeBron is kind of the voice of the NBA. People follow LeBron. It don't, you don't got to be on the man team, but his word, his his name and his word carries a lot of weight in the league. So if he, if he pushing like, yo, I want to have a season, everybody get vaccinated. A lot of people are going to get vaccinated just on the simple strength of LeBron's word. Now, Kyrie may not be the, the ultimate team leader, but you're part of the, of the big three in Brooklyn. So if KD got his shot, if James Harden got his shot, and then, but you got younger people, with the newer, the newer teammates, and then you got Kyrie Irving like, I'm not taking, I'm not getting my shot. Now it kind of looks like, bro, like, you 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 messing up. Cause now the team looking like, wait, why y'all getting it, but he ain't getting it. What's up with that? I want to say also, uh the player I was thinking about, I was talking about early was uh Bradley Bill, who plays for the Wizards. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was also, you know, just asking questions in the interview and he wasn't really getting the answers uh that he was looking for, so to speak. So he was just like I just wait, you know, until I get more answers, until I find out more about it. I think he said he was going to end up getting it anyway, but uh, we will see. We will see. Also, we will see about Kyrie Irving, you know, if he's going to go all the way, you know, because you, you just never know, you know, once they're strong on people, a lot of people know in the fold, so. But that's the, that's the thing about the vaccine, though, that a lot of people don't get is, with the vaccine, you're not allowed to ask questions because why they're not going to answer. You know what I mean? Like, for you said you brought up Bradley Bill, who said, like, I need more information before I just take it. They're not really answering people's questions. Like, they're not really telling you what the benefits of taking it. They're just like, it's mandatory. You can't, like, without this, you can't go to work. It's like, it's like they're not, it's like they're not really telling you, they're not really telling you about it. They're just telling you that this is mandatory. You know what I mean? Like, is is it is it FDA regulated? Is it is it has it been tested before? They're not telling you none of that stuff. They're just telling you that 
this is what you're supposed to take in order for you to do this. This is what you're supposed to take before you do that. You take one shot, I'll see you in a couple of days, take the next one. So it's kind of like they're just brushing a test on you and be like, here, take it. So sure. I kind of I agree with Bradley Bill, and I can understand why Kyrie Irving doesn't want to take it. I can understand. However, though, again, with Kyrie Irving, you all, like you and KD are two of the softest people when it comes to the media. Like, y'all can leave me alone. I just want to play ball. Stop talking to the media. KD made burner accounts. Got caught, got caught, found out about that because he's trying to be, <laughs> he's trying to hide his feelings. Kyrie, you went on Instagram live. Like, Kyrie, I, I don't personally follow Kyrie on Instagram, but I'm sure Kyrie Irving probably got about 30 something million followers. So if you go on, if you go on Instagram, in front of 30 million people talking about some, I don't trust the vaccine and I don't know why they're forcing me to get it. It should be your choice and blah, blah, blah. It's like, bro, stop going to the media to talk because every time you talk to the media, you put your foot in your mouth. You shoot yourself in the foot every time you talk to the media. You're not, you're not a, a typical dude who goes to the media, address what needs to be addressed and keep it moving. No, you always go to the media like, oh, they're bullying me and stop doing this and they're forcing me to do this and I don't want to do this. And I just want to play ball. You guys going to leave me alone. You guys asking stupid questions. That's why, Kyrie, no one takes you serious. I hate to be the one to say that. No one takes you serious because why? We've seen this before. When you was in Boston, we've seen this before. When you was with the, the, uh, the Cavs, We've seen this before. You know what I mean? Like, when LeBron, when you left, right as you left, you was like, I don't owe nobody anything. I'm leaving because I'm leaving. Like, you didn't owe nobody, but at the same time, you try to make it a big deal by going on TV and saying, like, you want to be traded. Makes sense. That makes sense. And we're going to ask this question on Instagram also. Uh, do you think Kyrie Irving should take it? Yes, no. We're going to ask the people out there. But without further ado, you know, unless you got anything you want to say to the people. John Gruden is gone. <laughs> <laughs> man, all I want to say is, man, no red flags. No red flags. It's your boy, Aaron Fondacetti. It's your truth, Mr. Fondacetti Jones. And we are out of here. Peace. No red flags. No red flags. No red flags. Chargers. <laughs>